0: You must be at least 18 years of age to listen to the following podcast. I am Robert Black, and you are listening to Sexual Heroes. My guest in this episode is Jack Dixon, a college-educated, former member of the Daily Rat Race. But these days, this hot, hairy, rugged-looking, and self-described guy next door lives a very different life as a sex worker. Jack Dixon, thank you for being on Sexual Heroes today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the offer. You are a sex worker, correct? Is that a word that you like to use? I am.
1: You know, um... I used to jokingly say I'm just a hooker, but you know, it's kind of derogatory and, um, in a sense or viewed more derogatory in a more derogatory sense. And so I've tried to really stay away from, you know, putting it down in that manner because I, you know, I, prior to doing this work, I had my own kind of hangups about it. Um, I kind of fell into this work randomly. And so I've had to really, uh, Learn as I go, I guess, in the last three-plus years. How do you randomly fall into (laughs) it? So I've had – this is probably my fourth career since college. Um, My prior career, as some people may know, is I was a pastry chef. I went back to culinary school in my late 20s because my prior – two careers before that were just not fulfilling me in a sense. And so I went back to culinary school because I always had liked to cook and bake as a kid. I was a latchkey kid. And so if I wanted a good dinner or something like that, it was usually up to me to make it. So I went to culinary school. was a pastry chef and then started a bakery in 20... 13, 2012 2013 um and in the last six months of the bakery i was i was kind of like i ended up selling the bakery in september of 2017 um and on a fluke you know i probably had posted some trashy online ad back in atlanta i don't I don't recall how this person had gotten my email, but they basically propositioned me to have sex with them. And they said that they would pay me. And at first I was like, oh, I don't know. And then I was like, well, you know, um, I could use the money. Um, being a business owner is not always the most lucrative thing as which some people think. And so, you know, he, this guy we met and we did it and he became a regular of mine. And I thought, I'm like, well, You know, if I can get one person to do it, if I could get, you know, two or three other people to do this regularly on a monthly basis, then uh, I wouldn't need to supplement my income with credit cards. And so I did a little research and I didn't know much about sex workers, um, honestly, like never on my radar, always worked a traditional job. I found and kind of knew through the grapevine that rent boy was a thing and it had gone by the wayside and been shut down and all the stuff around that. But then I found rent men. And so I went on there. I made up a screen name. I got a profile. I actually started talking to one of the local escorts in Atlanta. His name is Maverick. He's kind of like my, um, my sex worker, mentor in a sense because he Mm -hmm. he gave me a lot of like a good a lot of good basic tips you know to get started you know i got some photos made by a photographer and you know and i just started seeing clients on the side while i was selling my bakery and uh sold my bakery in september of 2017 was kind of burnt out on commercial food industry and didn't really want to go back to it at that point or stay in it i guess and I was just like, you know what? This is kind of working. Like, I'm just going to go full on and see how it goes. And the rest is kind of history. Do you enjoy it? I do to a certain extent. Um, you know, I'm not going to say like, oh, this is a passion of mine. Like, you know, this is what I've always wanted to do or anything like that. I do get satisfaction out of satisfied customers. And when I meet customers that are respectful of me, which isn't always the tri- always the case. And it gels, like that's a good feeling, you know. I I we in a sense, like sex workers, we are we are sex therapists and we're also therapists and and other and head therapists in a sense. And so, you know, we provide a a service to people that is needed. I mean, humans need human contact and and connection and you know if i can provide that for someone and it connects great but there's there's also a lot of bullshit in the industry too that i don't necessarily care for but i am well compensated and it allows me uh, certain freedoms and so I, I i'm i stick with it for now i don't know it won't be forever but i don't know what's next so like it works for now and I, i've used this last three years to kind of slowly groom in a sense like my more preferred or favorite clients. So I do enjoy it more as time goes on because I cut out a lot of the bullshit and the people that I just don't want to see, or the people that are not respectful of me or of my time, Uh you know, the 2am message of like, Hey, you want to come over and fuck me? Like shit like that. Like that doesn't fly with me at all. Uh (laughs) So you are bisexual, correct? Yes. But you know, I can I can perform with women I can be aroused by women but I don't ever try to pursue dating women but I can definitely perform with them and I have female clients that I see um, hmm. but I, I definitely s- slew I guess or slide more towards men you know I have not dated a woman since I was a teenager but I can still be aroused and and have fun and and enjoy it you know I guess my pr- preference is more towards... Men, but I you know I guess, um in a sense, like I can function with females too, so I put that I am bisexual.
0: Does the fact that you're bisexual is that something that is attractive to your gay clients? do you think it's a is that a draw? you know, I don't get a lot of feedback
1: on that, honestly, rarely do any of my clients ever bring that up. I would guess, in a sense, like people come to me because they want someone who is hairy like embodies in a in a general sense traditional masculinity Mm -hmm. and and i feel like you know gay culture in some cases can kind of revere like the straight man and like what he means i guess because i feel like gay men were, were told have been told or i was told i guess i should speak for myself that you know, if you're gay, you're less than. You're not a man. You know, it's not okay to be sensitive. It's not okay to do this. It's not, and so, like, I feel like that creates this, you know, the sense of longing or this sense of like inadequacy. I don't. I, I'm not sure the exact adjective I want to use here, but like, I feel like it makes a straight man, in a sense, more appealing to some gay men. Maybe it's the desire to be accepted by a straight man yes and that that could be you know like in that subconscious level of like i've interacted and connected with this with this straight man and and therefore all the bullshit that people have told me or or said that i was not a man because of how i am that can kind of negate that in a sense Um, and maybe that's the chase we may never know we may never know we may never, but I think, you know, the, the, the good thing, gay culture has just, it's, it's a new ball game now. It's different. It's different when I was a kid and we may get some, we may get closer to that. I feel like in some instances, in some cases, it's a, it's a bit easier
0: to be gay these days than it was. The term straight acting is coming to my mind. Uh, as we're talking about this, uh, a phrase that makes me cringe when I see it in our profile. I hear you. Uh, let's talk about your look and your packaging for a minute. Your tagline on your website is guy next door for more. Yeah. Tell me about that. You know, I needed,
1: <laughs> this is me sitting in my condo in Atlanta, like, fuck, I need a headline for this, you know? And like, in many ways, when I started this, like, I felt like I was the guy next door. I mean, granted, you know, I've, I've gotten more tattoos over the years. I've worked out, I've committed more to working out because, you know, I, it's part of my job. I feel, you know, and and so I look a bit different in the last three years than I did when I started to me, I'm just me and I've always just been me. And so I feel like I'm a pretty, regular run of the mill person like i don't have any like crazy extreme hobbies i'm into and i just feel like you know i'm very i'm very average in some sense you know like i'm i don't feel like i'm like an intellectual giant or i'm like you know i just feel very kind of like next story and kind of just like
0: okay you know just another person and hearing you talk i i get that but Thinking about the, the photo shoots you've done, the photos that are out there of you, mm-hmm. does that reflect the guy next door? And no next-door neighbor of mine has ever looked like you, I can assure you.
1: I'm always naked in my windows, and nobody's ever given me a second look. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Well, there is one guy that lives across the way and like he keeps looking at me, but like I, I, you know, I walk around shirtless, but <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I've got, I've had some hot neighbors for sure. I've had some hot neighbors, but you know, I'm also, I don't, I don't, I realize, you know, I, I may be attractive to some people. I'm probably not, I, I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea for sure. I guess when I wrote that, I wasn't so much thinking about my physical looks But, you know, I'm just I'm just who I am. And I always have been like, I just have this sense of self of like, if I enjoy something then I enjoy it, if I don't, I don't. And like, if people don't like that, then, you know, fuck it.
0: (laughs) If I saw you in a gay bar, you know, I didn't know who you were. I would be positioning my friends so that I could be facing you. And I'm probably be <laughs> adding, adding my eyelashes <laughs> oh. to you like an idiot. But if I saw you in a straight bar, I would do uh-huh. everything possible to avoid eye contact. <laughs> that's, uh, that's,
1: <laughs> why would you do that in a straight? Because, because of you, how you think I would be right. Because gotcha. of yeah, mm-hmm. most people tell me I'm very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I don't like to say I am this or I am that, but like a lot of feedback that most of my clients who meet me tell me that I'm very sweet. I have, I have, I guess this, this gruff, intimidating demeanor Mm -hmm. in a sense. And I guess the tat, like, I kind of forget that I have so many tattoos often because they're just on me on a day-to-day basis. And sometimes I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like, fuck, I got a lot of tattoos, but like, I don't really see that. And I, I can see how like somebody who doesn't have a lot of tattoos or is coming from, you know, something that's not within my world on a day-to-day basis. Maybe be like, Oh shit, this guy's got a lot of fucking tattoos. I wonder what the fuck's going on with him. So like, I don't see myself as that. I'm kind of, well, I'm not kind of, I'm, I'm sensitive for sure. I'm definitely a sensitive person. And maybe, you know, maybe some of the tattoos is as a, as a result of like putting up this wall, like just not wanting people to fuck with me uh, in a sense, hmm. you know, this subconscious thing of like, You know, if I can keep this wall and this demeanor, then you're not going to get in, and you're not going to like hurt my feelings or some shit like that. So, how do you feel about being called daddy? You know, I'm fine with it as long as it works. I feel like it's 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 a term that's a little overused these days. You know, I I guess. I mean, from a very literal sense, I don't want children. I love my, I love my nephews. They're great, but like, I don't want kids personally and I don't want somebody in a relationship that I need to take care of either. But, you know, I guess it's, it's, it's a state of being in a sense of like, yeah, I'm a 42 year old man and like, I have my own place. I pay my bills. I've, you know, I've got a car, you know, I, I am an established uh, person, And I am, you know, I'm reliable. I'm dependable. I like to think that I am. I am these things or I keep showing up in my life in these ways for people. Those are kind of like characters or qualities of of what people would think of a daddy. But I feel like the term is definitely gotten a little loosely used lately you know somebody somebody grows a beard and they're like oh i'm a daddy or i've got Mm -hmm. chest hair and i'm a daddy it's just like uh, you know you've got four roommates and you can barely hold a job like you're definitely not a daddy
0: (laughs) (laughs) and i only ask about that because i think it's well i think i did see the word associated with you somewhere and then i noticed that it was obviously absent From any of your marketing, I
1: try to stay away from it. Like you know, if it in a a bedroom sense, like if it works with a guy and the chemistry is good, yeah. But like I just, you know, the the word the term I guess can be a little cringe worthy for me. It's still coming back to that. I guess along the same lines of the guy next door for more. Like I just have always been me. Mm -hmm. I don't like to like label myself as like oh I've reached this point I'm a daddy and You know, I just, I, I feel like that's a little egotistical and I personally will never refer to myself as daddy. Now I do have someone who helps me with my social media. Don't quote me on this. They may post something that says that, but I personally will never um, really say anything like that about myself. I'm just me, you know, I've just always been me, you know, and if that's, if that's daddy, then so fucking be it. In
0: addition to taking clients you also are a content creator uh you do that and you also have worked for some studios a couple that um i have worked with also raging stallion hot older male Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i have to say if i was still working in porn i would be begging to do a scene with you for that'd be fun
1: (laughs) you know we're not that far away I'm in
0: San Francisco
1: and I believe you're in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. So,
0: <laughs> I, I could be tempted out of retirement. <laughs> uh, okay. So God, it kind of got hot in my room all of a sudden.
1: <laughs> um,
0: okay, uh, <laughs> focus, focus, okay. Focus, focus, yes, focus, focus. Okay. So you make your own content content and you have done the studio work. What's your preference? And how much, how much is the the porn stuff a part of your whole you know business? Is it mostly the the clients, or is it more on the porn? Um, so this is my stance on a, on my different
1: facets of my profession. I find the most rewarding and most enjoyable is escorting and erotic massage. Um, the least enjoyable, um, probably being porn and personal content. Escorting and massage is a little less scripted and there's not always somebody like standing over you with a camera or telling you that your arms in the way, (laughs) or you need to, um, you know, uh, turn your body towards the camera and, you know, and, uh, let me let me get it. <laughs> Hold on, let me get under there for this undershot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, and then you're having sex in this weird ass position, and you got a camera guy under you, and you're like trying not to knock his microphone. <laughs> and you're thinking all this shit: why you're having sex with this dude? And you know you're like, Ugh. so it's like porn to me is very distracting. And again, another thing that was never on my radar. You know, I started escorting about March of 2017 and I was approached to do porn in July of that year and the rest is kind of history porn is a marketing vehicle for me for escorting mm-hmm. i don't i don't make money on porn i book my own travel i pay for my own flights i pay for my own rental cars i pay for my own you know accommodations some of the larger studios will but typically i'll just be like okay give me Give me the comparable amount of what you were going to pay to put me in a hotel room or send me a flight and I will book my own stuff because typically like I don't want to stay in a motel six. I don't want to fly on a you know a budget airline. You know, I've got my own airline, I keep my own miles. And so, you know, I don't really make money off porn per se. It's the visibility that the studios provide me to get to a larger
0: audience. And that's very much the way. It used to be in porn back when I was doing it in the turn of the century. The guys were doing porn because they were escorts, and that was their that was their marketing tool. Yeah, but now with people doing their own content on OnlyFans and just for fans, um, I think that's the most lucrative part of their their business. And I don't, I don't see them promoting themselves as an escort. No, and not everybody
1: who does these things are escorts. Um, but, you know, just for fans, only fans, that whole, you know, I actually, what used to post my videos on XTube way back when, but they're very strict about having a model release and having, you know, a picture of the person you were with and their mm-hmm. photo ID. And not everybody wants to provide that. And so some of the other uh, sites are a little more loosey goosey with it which I imagine will probably change eventually, but it's a good supplemental income. But also like the thing that I found, which kind of, you know, kind of chaps my ass is that people want to sleep with me. They don't want to hire me as an escort because they don't want to pay for it. So then they use the fact that I do only fans or just for fans as trying to get their foot in the door to have sex with me. They'll be like, well, we can make a scene It's just like, but, you know, I may not necessarily want to do a scene with you or like you may not have, you know, it may not be the kind of content that I want on my page. And so like it the and that's why I can't say I really like the just for fans stuff. Um, like, and and it still can be porn because even when I'm thinking, when I'm with somebody doing just for fans, even though it's like, I actually am picking this person to be like, yes, you and I are going to have sex and we're going to record it. I still have to think of like, okay, are we doing enough stuff to make this interesting for someone to want to watch it on my, you know, whereas Mm. if I'm just having sex with somebody on a personal level and like, there's no cameras around and you're just having sex with me, like there's downtime and there's, you know, I don't feel like I have to keep my energy level to a certain extent. I don't feel like I have to have sex in a certain position. With a constant erection. Yeah. With a constant erection and to make it look like it's the hottest thing ever and all of that (laughs) stuff going on, you know, because that still is a bit scripted, but then it also creates also this other avenue of like just this, This way for people to try and still, you know, sleep with me, but not necessarily hire me as a sex worker. And then also I found, too, a lot of people will now want to hire me as a sex worker, but then they will want to record it and then use it for their own personal to further their own stuff, which, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like eh, it feels kind of dirty to me in a sense like Mm -hmm. If I ever approach another sex worker and I want to have sex with them personally, I offer to pay them. I don't say, hey, dude, you're so hot. Like, we should fuck. Like, I'm like, no, you're a sex worker. This is your income. This is how you pay your bills. What is your rate? And if I'm not willing to pay that rate, then okay, fine. Thank you for your time and move on. Or, like, would you be interested in creating content? And, you know, but I do it in a respectful manner rather than just assuming this person. Is wanting this you know because i think there's this there's also this view and like i like i said before i was in this industry would have never would have never known any of this stuff never known any of this stuff but like this is how i make my income like i don't have a day-to-day job when someone hires me and pays me like that goes directly to paying my bills and and everything else it's not because i'm just this sex crazed maniac maniac who's sitting around his apartment all day with a raging heart on just wanting to (laughs) fuck people like no that is not it at all like this this is a profession this is a job i take it seriously i don't go to my friends who are barbers and be like hey dude will you cut my hair for free or will you cut it for a discount like no it's like that's their income you know respect people for what they do
0: i had tried escorting at one time I was making films, and I was getting offers, and then somebody said, well, give it a try, and I did. And and I liked it, and I thought I was good at it, but it was hard for me to balance that with my personal life. Oh, God. <laughs> Why'd you say that? <laughs> I mean, I only laugh because, yes,
1: it's – dude, oh, my God. Yeah, it's fucking hard, man. I almost never have sex for myself. I'm a bit of a workaholic. I rarely take the time out to have personal sex. And because I have so much sex work-wise, it's like the last thing I want to do with my free time sometimes is have more fucking sex. Like and don't get me wrong, like I love sex as much as the next person, but like sometimes when I when I'm not working, like I just want to chill and play video games and do my shit and just like hang out and like not have it be about sex. And that doesn't even get into dating people and, and all of
0: that shit, you know, that's that's another whole ball game in itself. You know, people say if you do what you love for work, you'll never work a day in your life. But when I was really into working out when I first got into it, I thought, well I'll be a good personal trainer because I love being in the gym and, you know, it was my whole life at the time. And what I found was it ruined the whole wanting to be in the gym. Cause yeah. once I was done training my clients I did not want to work out myself and the same for with being an escort and doing porn, like you said, you know, it's, it's your work. So then you like having sex, but when you're done with your work, it's the last thing you want to do. So something to keep yeah. in mind for people who <laughs> think it's all. Yeah. Fun games.
1: yeah. Don't. And also like when people approach me and they're like, offer me more sex, it's like, that is the wrong way to come at me. You will probably piss me off in that sense but i mean i think that statement of like do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life is a bit overrated i've done many things that i've loved and there are aspects of all of them that i do not enjoy and also when you take something that is a hobby or something you are passionate about and you turn it into career that changes everything Mm -hmm. you know it just changes everything about it. it changes how you view it how you you know, how you handle it in day-to-day life. It just, it changes everything. Mm. I've worked with animals. I love animals, but like working around that, you know, there's aspects of that that I just, I didn't like, I hated it. And, you know, I was a pastry chef. I love to bake. I love to cook. You know, I can get very creative and passionate about that, but like, there's aspects of that, that like,
0: it just, it will become a grind in some sense. One of my past guests was milking coach. Yeah. And you did some you did a collaboration with him mm-hmm was that the first time you had been restrained and had someone take control of your dick was that was that a first for you or was that like old hat?
1: Not the first time I've been restrained <laughs> <laughs> I used to. I used to have like. Oh my god, my twenties were terrible, man. I was, I was, I was <laughs> slutty and trashy as they come. Um, no, not the first time I was. Re- maybe the first time I was restrained and edged. You know, both together for sure, but definitely not a first for either. And how was it for you? It's fun. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Yeah, like you know, on a daily. I try to almost never come if I can't. I try to stay in a state of arousal all the time. It's good for work. It's good for seeing people. Just always makes me kind of in the mood. I will go, you know, a good four or five days without coming. Um, And I can bring myself to the edge of coming and ejaculate, but not have a full orgasm. Hmm. I've kind of done stuff around that after coming into sex work, just because it You know, it's hard when you go on a When I go on a work trip to a city, I try to see three or four clients a day. I can't usually come three or four times a day. No day in and day out. You know, I am a 42 year old man. The days of coming like 12 times a day and all that shit like that is that is gone. Like I can come three times a day, but like day after day after day of that, like, no, I can't do it. And so. Like I like to stay in a, a state of arousal, and and I'll bring myself pretty close to coming a lot, um, but just never fully orgasm.
0: So I'm going to close with the typical beauty pageant question. Oh shit! Uh, and if you've watched Miss Congeniality, you'll I have, but it's been a long time. <laughs> that will come to mind for the listeners. No, what is your ideal? date oh shit
1: you know (laughs) i think you asked me this no no you didn't ask me this somebody else asked me this recently and i was just like motherfucker you know some of the best dates i've had are just like me and someone we go get coffee but the key being is like there's got to be a fair amount of people watching not judging just enough to keep like the visual kind of uh stimulus going on but it it needs to be quiet like i hate when somebody is like oh we should go go on a date or we should meet up somewhere and then you go and you're like in this loud fucking restaurant or you're somewhere else and you can't hear a fucking thing the other person's saying (laughs) you know or if you're like let's go to a movie and you're not engaging with the person at all so it's like it doesn't have to be like super like (sighs) disney fairy tale bullshit of like oh my god we went and watched the sunset on the beach or some bullshit like that it just needs to be a place of where like i can interact with the person and get to know them a little bit more um first dates are like oh they can be really rough or they can be really good and and so i found the best ones are usually like when i can just get the person to kind of open up and and there's there's ease in conversation, but it's not like a t- overly stimulated place, but it's also not like underly stimulated too. So it's just like, okay, well it's just me and you sitting here in the middle of nowhere and you know, kind of what the fuck. So I think there's, there's a fine balance, um, in a sense, but just some, something, chill. I'm a very kind of just like, I don't need a lot of frills or anything like that, you know? you don't need to bring me fucking flowers or none of that. Bull- well, I mean, eventually you might need to show up and, and do some stuff. But like the first, the first date, like, I just want to kind of get to know the person and like, have that be the, the main focus of everything.
0: Would there be sex?
1: No, I, um, so <laughs> I, uh, I came into 12 step program in my late twenties for sex and love addiction after having this like super brutal breakup with this dude and like just fucking wandering around for two years, talking to a therapist, wondering if this dude was like the love of my life and spoiler alert, he was not the love of my life. But like that therapist brought to light some things about my behavior um, in the relationship and otherwise, she's like, "Well, you know, maybe you may want to go to a twelve-step meeting about sex and love addiction." And I did, and I worked the steps, and I'm still in twelve-step to this day for drugs and alcohol, and sober. And but the thing that I learned when I was doing that is that sex can cloud so much for me about a person. And so, like, if I really like somebody and I'm really into them then I won't have sex with them up front. If it's somebody that I'm like, this dude's hot and I just want to bang, but like, I never see myself dating or being compatible with this person other than maybe just sex. Then like we can have sex off the bat. And if anybody's listening to that and we did that, don't take that personally. Um, <laughs> but you know, I just, if I'm, if I'm kind of courting somebody in a sense, like I don't like to have sex with them because I can, if the sex is really hot, I can start to ignore like red flags and things that I should not be going for. Mm -hmm. Or if the sex is kind of mediocre or bad, I'll be like, Oh God, this is just, isn't really connected. And it's just not working for me. And like, sometimes bad sex is just going to be bad sex and there's no salvaging it. But I've been in relationships where the sex has gotten better as the connection with the person has gotten better. You know, you're two people coming from different things, different places and, and enjoying different things. So they're definitely has to be a line of communication of like what someone likes and what someone doesn't like but no uh short answer if i really like somebody there is no sex on the first date Mm. i'm kind of traditional and boring despite whatever my uh my porn persona is like you know i've i've run the full gambit i've you know i've been in the the polyamorous relationship i've been in the open relationship i've been a slut i've done a lot of different shit in my life and i just and from doing that and having all of those experiences i've i've learned to know what like okay this works for me and this feels good for me and this this doesn't feel so good for me and like this does not work for me so and i'm kind of yeah, I'm I'm a romantic at heart and uh and yeah, all that all that softy fuzzy feely shit.
0: So, <laughs> Jack, thank you very much for being on Sexual Heroes today.
1: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It was definitely a pleasure.
0: For information with links about a guest appearing on Sexual Heroes, visit the show notes at sexualheroes.com or on your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. You can follow and message me on Twitter at Robert Black XXX and on Facebook at Real Robert Black. Thanks for listening.